Guys, welcome to the All In Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, I am Carlos Reyes. I run a multi-million dollar real estate operation alongside with my business partner. You want to introduce yourself? What's up, guys? My name is Sal Shakir. Um, I'm business partners with Carlos Reyes and uh, in some ventures as well, business partners with Alex Sines over there. And uh, we run, we run a, like Carlos said, run a, a multi-million dollar real estate operation, uh, a wholesaling operation, a fix and flip operation as well. Awesome. Guys, my name is Alex Sines. I'm a 22-year-old real estate entrepreneur here local in Phoenix. We're all here in Phoenix. Started uh, wholesaling houses at the age of 18 and now 22, 150 to 160 houses later. Uh, here we are, you know. Phoenix, Arizona, the guru capital of the world. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You know, I was talking to uh, my boy, Brandon Simmons. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Brandon Simmons is, Brandon Simmons is uh, Sean Terry's ex-right-hand man uh, for years and years and years. Oh, hello. Can you put that down for me, please? Yeah. Thank you. So uh, I was talking to Brandon Simmons, and I told him, I, I told him, and I, he, had a, he was having a Zoom call with some of his students, and I go, look, guys, you know, some, uh, there was a guy that's in Milwaukee, and I said, look, if you can make it in Phoenix, you can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. So yeah. what is today's subject is how to flip houses with little to no money. I know that sounds unrealistic. I know that's something that um, everybody hears and everybody sees on ads and uh, and you read about it and you go to these events and you know there's events every single weekend about it. But the fact of the matter is, it's, it is a reality. It is it real. Is a reality. It is real and, and we've done it for years now. And I remember when I first heard about wholesaling houses with little to no money, and especially no credit needed, it was it seemed too good to be true. But little do you know, after you know a to ton the, of deals later, it, to, it's, to this it's day, real. to this day, every single fix and flip property that we've ever done, even yourself, you've actually you're doing more fix and flips than, than we are now, yeah. right? So um, every single fix and flip property that we've ever done, we've never used our own personal credit for it. No, ever. No. Ever and people are wondering, like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Right? So. Well, see, the concept is super sexy uh, to 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 make money with zero to little to no money, uh, or to little money, and to, it sounds like a scam. And a lot of people maybe are skeptical about it to to get into it. But obviously, someone like us, we're like, okay, we're skeptical at first, and then we actually sold when we started as fix and flippers. We sold a couple of deals to to people. Or should we buy a couple of deals from people that were wholesaling it? And we're like, what the heck? We're paying $15,000 a check. And what did they do? To so they had no money into that property. All they did is they have a paper. So a you, guys, you guys started as fix and flippers, right? We did. So you guys were paying assignment fees left and right. And finally, you just had enough and said, you know what? Why, why, not, why not do this ourselves? It's exactly so what happened. This, well, we started, which was wrong. We yeah. started paying the assignment fee up front, which don't do that because the contract can fall through any minute just due to too many circumstances. But we were doing that. That's how aggressive we were. But see, we were doing everything. We were putting the money up front, the title agency, contact title agency, getting the, the rehab uh, uh, you know, uh, numbers down and everything. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Jonathan Avila. Oh, this is Jonathan. And we, and we will, by the way, guys, this is our first ever live podcast. I don't expect like a crazy amount of traffic, but what I will say is I will definitely acknowledge every single one of you. And um, you know what? We're going to be as interactive as possible. That's right. Um, we are not only going to be are going to be super interactive, but we're going to answer every single question that you have, God willing. Uh, this is for you guys. We take the time out of our days and out of our operations to take care of you. So, um, you know, the the biggest contribution that you can ever do for us is you can tell people about this specific podcast. You can let them know that, you know, these guys are well, us. We are the real deal. We actually do real deals. We're real people that are doing real deals. We're not gurus. We don't consider consider ourselves gurus or or educators, even though some people may may see us that way. I hate um, the word guru. You know, you shouldn't hate the word guru. I know it's, it's a good it's a, it's a good word, word but by, no, by the way, guys, it's slander. This now, is yeah. not our first podcast. This is our fourth. Uh, so this we, is our fourth podcast. So we do have other podcasts that we we've done, uh, and they're all on YouTube. Just search up All In Entrepreneurs. And you will find them. And we cover some pretty good topics in the first in and, the first three. And you know what? I, like I said, you know, this being our first live podcast, like I'm not going to just like every every other entrepreneurship venture that we've ever done. Am I going to get discouraged if one person logs on, or five people log on, or if no. ten people? I'm not because I know that we're in the building process, 
And I know at some point this is going to just, you know, this is going to blow up for the value that we're bringing to this table every single Wednesday That's at right. 12. So um, let's, uh, you know what, let's talk about a few things. Let's talk about a few things. So like Sal mentioned, um, our first ever disaster was a uh, fix and flip property um, up <laughs> north on Union Hills, right? Uh, that was a disaster. Um, we paid... We paid a wholesaler uh, nine grand. We paid a realtor that found the wholesaler three grand. We paid crazy title fees. We broke granite. We messed up the cabinets. Remember, right? Remember when we picked up the granite and, and it, it just split like it. It like, literally. If I uh, let me sh let me show them how this. It was split. like Pringles. No. <laughs> so Sal and I, right? We um we I'll, I'll be honest with you. We, I mean, it was our first. You know, our first fix and flip. When was this? Uh, this was uh, February of 2015, I believe. No, was it? I thought 2015. It was 2013, no, 2015. 2015. We started looking in 2014. I'm sorry. It yes, took us I'm, forever, I'm right? Totally, totally and then we off. sold it in July. But so Sal and I, like, we're picking up this um, this this uh, this countertop right in the kitchen, and it does this. <laughs> it literally, yes or no? And me and Sal looked at each other. We were like, oh. Man, <laughs> oh shit! Wait, we got <laughs> we, we got, got this. We guy. just spent two grand yeah. on that. We right? just we got this guy to do the work, and he's like, "Hey guys, you want to give us a hand?" He didn't give us. He, he didn't tell us that that might happen. We're like, "Okay, let's go help the guy." That thing ripped like paper, <laughs> Mr. Daniel Barbosa. How's it going, brother? Thank you for logging in. But anyway, um, that was a disaster. And again, we were just, you got to put that on silent, Mr. So. So we were just getting, we were just getting creamed, right? We were getting creamed from everywhere. Like everybody was looking to take their piece of the pie. And that's usually what happens when you're a new investor, when you're a new wholesaler, that's what happens. People look to take advantage of you, right? Yeah. I don't know why. Nine out of 10 people will seek to take advantage of you. Why? Because real estate, you're dealing with so much money. Greed is a very, very disgusting factor in real estate. Is that correct? Oh, and absolutely. And they see you like you're, you're you're the new fish in the pond. And oh they, yeah, they're like, they're oh, sharks. we're about to get this guppy. Yeah. They, oh yeah. And they they don't know that you're gonna be in business so long, so they want to suck you dry as soon as you get there, and they don't know if you're gonna stay in business or not. Because a lot of people come in and go. Like if they're not all in, obviously, you know, they don't last long. But it's, well, you know, Sal, not to interrupt you, but I, I hate to say this, a lot of people don't last. Uh, a lot of people don't last long in this game. Why? Because they don't even get to begin in this game, right? Why? Yeah. Steve Trang actually just, my, you know, our buddy just po posted something on um, uh, uh, Rough Roughneck Real Estate, the um, Corey Thompson's group, where this lady was taken advantage of for sixteen thousand dollars, and that was it. Wow. Her dream was over. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of people they come, they go, right? Because they run into the wrong person. They run into the wrong educator. They run into the wrong investor. They get taken advantage of and their dreams are shattered. And they're actually in the hole more than they are when they actually just started out on their dream. Is that correct? That is correct. But see, you know, you, you, can't, you can't blame these people, obviously. You know, they, they ran into someone who's, who's not the real deal or someone who, who take, who's taking advantage of them. But, you know, you have to do some homework, obviously. There's some people out there that you can ask around. There, you can, there's some credibility behind that. But if you have if you have gone like that lady that's that's gone through a $16,000 mistake, um, you know, to some people, they might even see that as a as a as a lesson right like it might be a blessing this guy i get it it's, it hurts not recover from that I, I get it but you know my man keith remember keith what he said uh keith everett keith everett that guy sold his shoes sold i mean everything you can think about he sold literally so he can get uber rides because he didn't have his car he they report his car so he can go to seller appointments to lock up deals and he's the last thing he sold is his bed, and he kept the pillow so his son can sleep on the pillow. That's crazy. Next to him, right? So, yeah. I mean, shout yeah, out, yeah. shout out to Keith Everett, yeah. Alabama Cash Offer. A lot of respect goes to that guy, and I'm just putting things in perspective here. That guy like willingly sold everything. I get it. it didn't it didn't get ripped ripped from him like that sixteen thousand dollar lady, yeah. uh, but you know what he was gonna sell? He was gonna sell the 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 fridge, the fridge that he didn't that, even own it, it, in that it, apartment it, complex. It belonged to the apartment complex. And for those of you that are watching, and I, I see more people tuning in, by the way, thank you, Zachary uh, I just Hawthorne, RT yeah. uh, Tapia, Brian Salmons, what's up, B? So for those of you who are watching, and if you're wondering, like, you know, why haven't, why am I not 
uh, as successful as some of the other guys in the game, like a Keith Everett, right, who's doing six figures with with Lenny every single every single month. It's because those guys are willing to to like put, put their lives the put their lives on the line. Well, he said everything if you're not they to own. Sell your bed, you're not. You don't want it bad enough. If you don't want to sell the bed that you sleep on, you don't want it bad enough. Yeah. So it, it, I'm not saying go out and sell your fridge and sell your bed, but just you know have that mentality. That that you want to give it all. You that that mindset. Give it all you want. Give it all you can, and don't expect anything back right away. Yeah, my first deal took six months to get, and and my man right here, Alex, took like nine months to get my first and, deal. And then guess what? He was driving with no insurance, and I'm not saying drive without insurance, but he was like <laughs> struggling. Sorry, guys, some technical difficulties. It looks like Mr. Efren needs to upgrade his internet. So, <laughs> live podcast is on hold for now. Um, that was a good ten minutes while it lasted, right? So, but anyway, uh, back to what we were saying. A lot of people get taken advantage of. Um, you know, they, they hear this term, right? You know, they hear this term, you know, how to flip houses with little to no money. And they think it's, it, oh, the people that do believe it, right? They, they believe it. They go to the seminars, they go to the events, they max out their credit cards, they invest into the wrong people, they give the wrong person their money, et cetera. Boom. Dreams are shattered. They're in a hole. But I'm here to tell you that it is, it, it is true. You know, it is true. How did we get our first wholesale off-market deal, Right. We got it through literally uh, buying uh, bandit signs, blank bandit signs, because our marketing budget, we were so scared to even spend $1,000 a month on marketing. So we bought these blank bandit signs, and we started filling them in with markers. That's how we got our first wholesale off-market discount. Yeah, we were saving 50 cents a sign. Can you believe how cheap we were, right? Wow. And, but but I did you the know same what? Thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's just, you know, you're, you're like you were talking earlier. Your mentality, your mindset is at a different level at that time, right? Mm -hmm. That you're thinking like, oh, if I can say 50 cents times a thousand bandit signs, right? It all adds up. Oh, it adds up. So, um, you know, you want to talk about, you know, the, the little to no money, how real it is actually out there for, for folks who might not believe it. Yeah. So I'll tell you guys my situation when I started. I had just graduated high school. I had no money, no job, no car, and I just... I just went all in. I went all in, and <clears throat> it was really difficult to really make something happen with no resources. It was it was definitely a struggle, uh, but I knew that there were certain marketing techniques when it comes to wholesaling that I can exploit, right, that I can attack and I can try to get a deal. So what I did initially, you know, I didn't have money for direct mail. I didn't have money for online digital marketing. I didn't have money really for much. I actually didn't have any cash. I used my credit cards to buy bandit signs. Wow. And and going back to being cheap, I went to uh, Hobby Lobby, um, which is like an arts and crafts store, and I would uh, I would buy like these big poster boards and I would cut them in threes mm -hmm. to save money. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, so I was handwriting signs and I was you know, you know I was I was really persuasive when it came to asking friends like. Hey, uh, you know, hey, I'll buy you food if you drive me around so I can put signs <laughs> up. So, like, a few times I would buy my friends food. Wait, somebody would do it for food? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, during, yeah. <laughs> I was 18, yeah. No, that dude was so hungry. <laughs> yeah, he was hungry. So, uh, <laughs> shout out Eric, Richard. No. Right? So, uh, yeah, so my friends would take me, and uh, and I would put signs out. And then, you know, it just, after, like, the fourth month of trying to do real estate, just trying to do signs, it, it just wasn't working. So, I was, you know, forced to get a job. Because uh, I was like in four thousand dollars in debt with the cards I had. Oh my goodness! So I started uh, working at a call center, and the call center really affected me because it was a nine to seven, um, nine to seven gig. Yeah. So like all day I was just I was just consumed with with working. Um, by the time you get out of there, it's like what? Do yeah. You by do, the time right? I get out, like what do I do? So the only thing I could do was put bandit signs. Damn. The issue with that is I was putting signs, and then when I would get calls, I was working. Yeah, while I was getting calls. Call so there's one specific time I was missing yeah. opportunities. So there's one specific time that I got a voicemail from this guy. I, I mean, I saw the call, but you can't answer your phone at the collection uh, On the agency floor, yeah. because yeah. there's sensitive da data. And guys, excuse the way I'm talking. I went to the dentist last week. <laughs> but anyways, um, I got a, a voicemail from this guy from a bandit sign. I was working during my lunch break. I call him back and I and you know I'm giving him the pitch. Hey, my name is Alex. I, I have. I have a missed call from you. Did you want to sell your house? He's like, I already sold it. Ouch. And then I'm like, oh, my God. 
And I knew that it was he was motivated because on the voicemail he said, I have to sell today. I have two mortgages. I have oh to sell God. today. On the voicemail. Yeah. And on my that rarely break, happens these days. Yeah. That missed opportunity. <laughs> missed opportunity. How much did that you think that cost you? That probably was oh, like I, a whole year of your salary. I asked him uh, what he sold it at, and then just based on the, the area, I knew it was a 20, 30K deal. Wow. At the time, it could have been and like your whole yeah, year had, salary. Yeah, this was like my fifth, six <clears> month <throat> into real estate. And after that, I got just so mad. I'm like, Discouraged. I don't want to work at a nine to five. And, you know, for the next month, I was just like, man, like if, if I wasn't working, I would have got that deal. But I kept going and I still had very limited resources. I mean, I was living at a studio by myself. So like the money I made from the collection collection agency, it was all to rent and expenses. Rent. Yeah. So I didn't have much money to uh, for marketing, you know, to try to get a, a wholesale deal. But how I ended up getting a wholesale deal was driving for dollars, which is a freeway. I mean, nowadays you can... So let, before we talk about marketing, let, let's explain what wholesaling is. No, I'm, not, I'm, okay. I'm going there. So I guess my point in all this is I ended up driving for dollars, which is a concept, and we'll go into it more on here. It's a concept where you drive around the neighborhood and look for distressed, vacant, fire-damaged homes, right? Yeah. And that's what I did. And that was the only really resource that I had to get leads to get deals. And, you know, little do you know, after uh, doing that, I ended up getting a $13,000 deal. So your, your entry, from, your entry marketing um, avenues or channels were like little to minimal, little costs. to no money. I mean, so there's no excuse why someone out there is like, they see like people flipping houses. The first thing they think is what? I need money. I need I need a half a million dollars. If I had to put a number on the budget, it was like two hundred to two fifty a month. Like that 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 I can sell. Yeah, I can sell my Xbox or something and get that for the month. For those of you out there who who think you know like that you don't have two hundred fifty dollars to spare or five hundred dollars to spare, um, you're not gonna make it in this game. You're yeah. not. You're not. You're I mean, not. if you have some circumstances that why you're not, you don't have it. But there are certain ways that. You but you can, have no, to. There's you, no you, can save, you can you save. You can create it. Yeah, you, no, you you can if you you, you know can you can become it. resourceful and create that money. You can somehow. you can go around you know on trash day and get junk yeah. junk you know that people throw out in their front. You can go mow lawn. somebody's lawn. You, you come mow, mow my lawn. lawn. I, that's 150 bucks right there. Yeah, that's what I pay my guy. You know what I mean? There's there's definitely no excuse to to you know have to set aside 200. To three hundred dollars a month to start doing to real start estate. grinding, and you know and what? Go ahead. And if you do have an excuse, then you have to really identify or realize that you know is do you really have it to make it in this business? Because if you can't make that sacrifice to try to come up with that money to invest not only in the business but yourself and your future, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's why you know this this the sport, the sport of business, and those that are very successful in this sport of business. It's literally the three percent, you know, the three percentile. Why? Because three out of a hundred people are willing to, like, like you said earlier, put it on the line. Whatever money they have, they're like, "Here you go," you know, like, "Here you go." Let's let's. This is big. I'm gonna put it on the line. And I feel like it comes down to the the, the person itself. Where like, how much do you believe in yourself? Like, how much do you believe that you succeed? Yeah. And you kind of you can ask. You can see that uh, around. Sometimes people say. I want to go do this business, but I want you to lend. I want you to lend, lend me this much money or something like that. And you've seen this. I'm sure you've seen this in scenarios. I've, I know it's happened to me before, and it happens to close people around me. And they're not willing to put that money themselves. They would request someone else to put it for them. And then that that someone else, the first question would say is like, "So you're telling me that you don't trust yourself enough to do that, but you want me to trust you to do that." Do you, if you're following where I'm going with this, and if you've seen that scenario, that tells you that you are that person, whoever is asking you, or you're that person that want to do that. That means they don't have enough confidence that they want to do that thing. They're well, gonna do. They're gonna succeed. In that's that why thing. a lot of people ask for skin in the game. Exactly skin because in now, the game. now you know they're they're willing to risk it. Yeah. That, that's that's the the, the most. Uh, that's the most tangible thing that you can actually relate to, but there's obviously other things. But the first thing people relate this to is money. If you're willing to put, if you have, if your net worth is is 500 bucks and you're willing to put 250 dollars toward marketing or toward something in your in that business that you you want to proceed with, then you're willing to risk half of your net worth. That means you're really going all in, right? If you're willing to risk all of it, obviously he's going really all the way in. But see, it, it's the same concept as that. Just like Keith sold his freaking bed. He was going to sell the fridge that that man was willing to put all in line because he believed 
that he was going to succeed no matter what. He's going to succeed. He didn't have no doubt. He didn't say, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to keep this for a rainy day. There was no rainy day for the future. If there is now. What yeah. am I going to do now to succeed? Plan A. Yeah. There was only a yeah, plan I guess, A. I guess what we're saying all this is, you know, we're going to go into the concept of wholesaling houses, how to flip houses with little to no money. But the reason we're saying this is, you know, the concept, you know, we're going to explain it. It's going to seem easy, but the sacrifice is where you need to be at. You need to be committed to the process, right? Like, I mean. Yeah. So when, you know, when I got started, um, I believe my net worth was zero, you know. <laughs> why, why, why is it zero? I mean, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, what's your net worth, right? Yeah. Oh, well, um, if you're in debt. <laughs> or if you're actually, I was in debt. Remember, I was like you're a, a negative yeah. at that point. I was, so my net worth was negative. I was un, I was negative net worth. So uh, and I, I still managed to to you know not allow that to affect me and yeah. you know put whatever you know if it was five hundred dollars for the month as a budget for marketing or seven hundred dollars for whatever we managed to do it and uh, and it got done you know and it got done. So there's no excuses. You know that's why, like I said, only three percent make it. In this, not only in this business, but in in any business, and become truly massively successful, is because they don't look they don't look for excuses, they don't look for barriers, they look at everything like an opportunity, mm -hmm. and and they keep their faith. Absolutely, you know, they keep their faith. They remain hopeful. That's you know, right. yeah. there you may yeah you may run into some speed bumps. Like one of the guys that logged in earlier, Zach, Zachary Hawthorne, right? Those guys have been trying to get a deal. They went to the event. You know, they went to Momentum. Um, him and his business partner, they, they're very successful at one business, but you know they haven't had a lot of success with 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 uh, wholesaling and investing. But they keep pounding. But but they keep pounding away. They're like, hey, look, man, I had to take a step back. I'm gonna go generate a little more money. We're back. You know, we 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 only took a step back here for a few weeks. We're back. We're not giving up on this. And eventually, I mean, it's it, it's like the law of matter. Like you eventually just break through. You know, you you break through, right? Their time is due. If, right? It's like if you keep chopping on a tree. I mean, I know you saw me chopping on this tree when I was camping <laughs> over the weekend. You keep you keep chopping on this tree. Yeah, it may take maybe a hundred. It may take a thousand, right? But they say there's an old saying that it's not that a thousand strike that breaks the tree. It's all the ones that came before that actually broke that tree. Absolutely. See, so and that is why you have to persevere and you have to continue and you cannot give up. Um, but let's get back to um, how to flip houses with little to no money. Cause a lot of folks out there, when they see this podcast, they're definitely going to want to know, yeah, how so can I do this? Let's go over the concept of wholesaling, just basic broken down concept. What is wholesaling? You want me to go? I'll go. Yeah. All right. So guys, um, in any business there, there's wholesaling, right? Um, I know in the car industry, Sal, they're, you know, you, you buy low, you sell high, right? Medical commodities. The medical commodities. commodities I mean, uh, endless, Clothing. Right? Clothing, I mean, endless. Yeah. So the same thing applies with wholesaling houses, right? So say that, you know, Joe here has a house um, for 50000 that He wants to sell it for 50000 The house is worth 100000 And he just wants to get rid of it because he's moving out of, out of town, Right. You know, if he's asking fifty, we know the house is worth a hundred thousand fixed up. What we do is we get that property under contract for fifty thousand. We get legally under contract. Uh, we go through the title process, and then we're we're going to assign. We're going to aka sell the contract to a cash buyer for sixty thousand, right? And so, full disclaimer, by the way, yeah. full disclaimer, because this can work against us. You know, we have companies, right? Full disclaimer, um, we are in a position where we can actually buy every single property that, you know, now, yeah. now we're, you know, this is, we're going back here, but full disclaimer, because, you know, people could use this against you, right? Yeah. We, I've seen it done. We buy a lot of properties. Yeah. We do buy properties now. You know, yeah. we do buy properties now, but we're talking specifically of the concept of wholesaling. Mm -hmm. All right. So full disclaimer out there. Good. Okay. Well needed. Yeah. So, you know, here, Joe has a house for 50. We get it for 50. The house is worth a hundred fixed up. We're going to assign, sell the contract to a cash buyer for sixty thousand, right? And you probably ask yourself, you know, why would the buyer, you know, pay sixty for it? Well, he's going to pay sixty because he's going to come in, you know, put ten thousand into it and then sell it for a hundred and then make his profit, right? So the whole concept is, 
there's a property, get it under contract, assign it to a buyer for a fee. It's called an assignment fee, and we're we're gonna go into this. There's an assignment fee of in this in this scenario, it's ten thousand, and the buyer's gonna pay sixty. He's gonna take it, he's gonna fix it, and then he's gonna sell it for a hundred. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole concept is, I mean, you're middlemanning, uh, you're adding value to AK. First of all, you're adding value to the seller because you're giving him. Uh, you're solving a problem. You're, you're solving the problem. You're giving him. You know, you're, you're getting rid of his stress of of you know of that of the house, and then you're adding to the you're adding value to the buyer because now he has a an investment property with with instant equity that he can fix and then sell for a profit at a later date. Um, so I mean that's the general concept. So, yeah, and let me let me add uh to that by the way. Um by saying this. Guys, there is definitely a huge difference. This is something that I learned from Nick Reese at a really early uh, you know, early time or when I was you know, when we were beginning. Yeah. There's a difference between a real estate investor and a real estate entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Right? I different. can I consider myself a real estate entrepreneur. I'm not I I'm not I know I, I have to, you know, the 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 title is investor. Like I, I say, oh I'm an investor. I'm, yeah, I, I invest, we invest, we all invest in property. You know, you yeah. have some active flips, you have some rental properties, et cetera. We buy properties, you know, uh, month in, month out. But there's a difference. Why? Well, and not to um, not to uh, offend anybody out there that is specifically just an investor or a fix and flipper. But the difference between an investor and a wholesaler, a.k.a. real estate entrepreneur, is an investor kind of just kind of sits like this and waits for a good deal to come up to him. And then, you know, then he'll either invest money into that property, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he plays the waiting game. The investor plays the waiting game. The real estate wholesaler slash real estate entrepreneur, he's out there making it happen. Proactive, right? yeah. He is proactive trying to find these off-market discounted properties. I mean, this guy is, you know, whatever he's doing, he's sending out mail, he's putting out bandit signs, he's marketing in every single direction that he can, he's putting out flyers. I mean, he's positioning themselves to, to be in front of anyone and everyone that I can. Where can he's looking for opportunity Absolutely. In, a, in, a, in a different way than the investor is. Would you agree? Absolutely. So there's a huge difference. I want you guys and to see, know. Seeing both sides, um, um, I love being the proactive one. Oh yeah, especially just where the market's going. I mean, well, a lot of investors are, are actually turning into real estate entrepreneurs yeah, now, right? Yeah. A lot of investors. I mean, day in day out, get the um, best deals. You know, when we all started yeah. uh, as as, a, as real estate entrepreneurs, you know, all these investors out there, uh, they're like, oh my god, we're not getting any deals anymore, right? <laughs> Their deal flow went from like a lot to very little because. You had all these people out there being proactive. I mean, there, there again, is some investors actually um, that actually became uh, this. They would source their own deals. They would become like the wholesaler to their own. Yes, their for own. sure. There's for a sure. few of them, but they, yes, but four were, years yeah. ago that wasn't the case. That was not. Yeah, no, they yes. were they were waiting for good deals because exactly. there was an abundance of good deals, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, there was. I mean, and they could. They can pick and choose from from whatever wholesaler slash real estate entrepreneur, and they acted like they have the upper hand. And they always, you know, they the the real estate investor, the guy with the money, and it's not even his money. Most of the time, it's hard you know, money. it's hard money, right? Uh, which, by the way, we're gonna talk about hard money. That's that's why um, you can actually leverage OPM, other people's money, to uh, to do your own fix and flipping or buy your own properties, which we will get into, especially if you have a great deal. I mean, if you have a great deal. Anybody, anybody will give you money if you have a great deal. Yeah. So, and that's why you have the power as a real estate entrepreneur, as somebody who's active, proactive, finding these off-market discounted properties, you have the golden goose. You are the golden goose. Yeah. And that's what a lot of folks out there need uh, to understand. But you also have to understand that, you know, in this ball game, there everybody does have to eat. So you can't, you know, you cannot rob the you must uh, add the, value. the fix and yeah. flipper. Yeah, this this all consists of value. Everybody's adding value to each other from point A to point Z. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. So what, you know, going back to the scenario, you know, you're probably asking yourself, why would somebody sell their house for fifty thousand when it's worth a hundred? For fifty cents on the dollar, for sixty cents why? on the dollar. You know, and it, and at first when I heard of the concept, it seemed absurd. It, it seemed crazy. Like why would somebody do that? You know, yeah. you, let's go into why sellers would do that. So there's a lot of, a lot of, I mean, guys, this is, 
it, it's getting to the point where you got these companies like Offerpad and and Open Door and and Zillow and even Redfin like they're jumping in the game, right? Yeah. They're jumping in the the real estate entrepreneurship game now. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there's so many opportunity, so many opportunities out there that you know people are selling for 50, 60, 70 cents on the dollar. Why? There's a lot of different reasons. Let me give you a few. Divorces, probates, um, uh, relocation, you know, time is of the essence. They don't have the time to sit there. They don't have the money sometimes, the resources to fix up a property that will pass inspection on the open market, or they don't have the money or the resources to bring it up to uh, uh, market uh, standards to list the property. So, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, you know? And there's, there's, I mean, we've seen hundreds of scenarios so far. Hundreds of scenarios. Yeah, like that, that probate, the, the divorce. The probate means when someone dies and like you put the property in there. Um, freaking uh, landlords that are just fed up, you know? Yeah, landlords, I can, yeah. yeah you know, uh, this disgruntled yeah, landlords. Believe it or not, not everyone values money like that. They value time. Time. So a lot of sellers, they just, they just want th- and, their time free. You know, they want the scenario. And, and I'll say this as a businessman myself, Right. Uh, and, and as a businessman yourself, do we not appreciate it like an a, a easy, tra- easy trans- transaction and a smooth, yeah. right? An easy service, right? I know that in some of my other businesses, um, even this morning, I, you know, I, 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 this other business that I have, it's another, it's another company that I, that, that we both own. Um, you know, I, I pay this guy a little more because he makes it so easy for me, you know, because he drives it up to you. And- yeah, exactly. So again, as businessmen, we all appreciate, um, we all appreciate, um, just an easy transaction over an easy business transaction. So what do you think the seller appreciates? If I, if I, as a businessman appreciate that Simplicity. all across the board, right? Simplicity. Um, let's give an example. Let's give an example. So I want to bring you on this in on this, um, when people they're buying a car, they trade it in. How does that work? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're uh, obviously when you trade in a car, there's there's another beneficial factor to it. But uh, so it, we buy it cheaper, and but we're making it so much easier for them. They don't have to go out there and list the pro- the car on Craigslist, replace the tires, the brake, clean up the car, do all these things, and get the money and buy another car we're making it so easy now they're getting into a new car right away we're just taking the headache from them they'll take and, a, they'll and take replace. a few grand off exactly they no. prefer the convenience over a few hundred dollars or a thousand oh, absolutely dollars and more, right? in the car scenario there is another a plus but that's why you have to find a plus in anything that you do in the car business when you trade in a car you save money on taxes on for the traded amount so you, that's kind of a you use tools like that to actually incentivize them to do these things besides the convenient factor so uh, people just like love convenience. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They do. Yeah. So how do you, okay, let's go right into it then. Yeah. So let's go. How do you find these off market discounted deals? Oh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And, um, you know, I, I guess that's step one, a lot of folks, right? So a lot of folks are under the impression I got to have cash buyers before I even do anything, right? <laughs> They're under the, by the way, if you're looking for cash buyers, guys, you can go to cashbuyersplus.com. You can get thousands of cash buyers there. And he says, so, yeah, I mean, Sean Terry even uses the service cashbuyersplus.com. So um, first and foremost, just like we said, literally 10 or 15 minutes ago, if you have something good, if you have a good property, I, I don't think you're going to have a problem selling this property. No. Right. So instead of that, the old mentality was line up your cash buyers, do some reverse engineering, go to lunch with them. You know, they, they still like a lot of folks out there, right? Uh, even some of our personal friends, remember, he's like, oh, I'm going to lunch get with my a few. license ready. Get this ready. Get, uh, get my uh, logo. Ready. No, not, not only. Yeah, I know that. Oh, I got to have a Sal and I, we did our first few deals with absolutely no business cards. It's under my name, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no business cards. Uh, so for those of you out there that are like, oh, I got to go file for an LLC. Yeah, you can do that. You know, do it. It's not going to hurt. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, but again, you're, you're, you're focusing on the wrong things. Don't be that person that is like, I got to have all my ducks lined up before I even begin to look for an off-market discounted property. You focus on the money. Right, we always say this. Money like, making activity. Yeah, the acquisition. There's the, the the magic is in the acquisition. That's right. So, with that being said, let's talk about so how to try to find an off market discounted property. Let's break this down. Very simple. What is what is marketing? 
market is pretty much positioning yourself in any co- and you see that in any companies you position yourself in front of the audience or in front of in front of the uh, people and you're pretty much prospecting and hoping someone would see you and relate to you so to- so marketing is getting in front of people's eyes exactly right? impressions impressions yeah. okay so in the wholesaling game what are some avenues what are some some marketing techniques or or avenues that would pertain to getting off-market deals well you want to start with some simple ones yeah some simple i mean yeah. there is the, the, the most simple one is driving for dollars like alex did and got his first deal from which you literally drive your car and see houses that are kind of you see a bunch of mail in there you see maybe some gra- high grass on there see like ran down property you see that junk means, yeah that means the property is obviously vacant or ran down or even if some people are living and maybe they're going through some hardship Therefore, you go there and knock knock on the door, get the information, try to call them. There's let me let me ways. say this, guys. You, you probably because I know when I I live in an apartment now, but my old neighborhood, I I knew like growing up what houses were vacant because nobody knows your area better than you know your area, right? So if you're listening to this and you know of a vacant property around your area, you could be sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that could be a 10, 20, 30, $100,000 deal right there. Yeah. You, and you don't even know about it. I mean, that's one way. The other way there is uh, you can go on Zillow for sale by owner and just call people and, and say, offer them. You can literally go on there and say, offer them. I'll offer you this much money for this property. Obviously, after running some numbers down, and we're, we're going to go into how you can evaluate those numbers. Um, there is, uh, there's bandit signs. Bandit signs are those signs that you see on the side of the road that says we buy houses, things like that. I'll let, I'll let Carlos and Alex explain what the other avenues are because obviously there's, there's more, there's, yeah. there's other avenues that it requires a little bit of money, maybe more money, and there's obviously the free ones. But to incentivize this, you say we close on this house for cash. You don't have to pay, pay closing costs. We close within a week or less, uh, and this is a cash transaction. So that's just like going back to the trade-in. Um, option is you incentivize them with what? With the taxes. Simplicity. With, with the simplicity. simplicity. So yeah. you incentivize them with, okay, now this is cash. It's convenient. You don't have to do a thing. You just sign the paper and everything is taken care of and all you see is money in your bank account. So that's just the incentive of of that when you're marketing yourself. Yeah, you want to so. give your pitch so easy to the seller. Like, look, Mr. Seller, you know, we can close in seven days. You know, our offer is going to be your net, you know, your net uh proceeds minus taxes that you owe. Um, you know, we can close, you know, quick cash. You don't have to fix a thing. You don't even have to lift up the broom. You, you know, we, we take care of it all. So like when you, when you, when you start marketing, you start talking to sellers, you have to give them the convenience factor. You have to pitch that. You have to paint the picture, paint the picture. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So Sal mentioned, um, driving for dollars, uh, Zillow. So if you go on Zillow for sell by owners, make offers on those. And then you mentioned banded signs. So I would say those are the first three. If you have little to no money that you can do pretty But believe pretty it or quickly. not, I mean, there's didn't you have didn't you get some deals on Craigslist? I did, yeah. Got so a forty thousand dollar deal. He got a forty thousand dollar deal <laughs> on Craigslist his first year, right? That's forty thousand dollar deal. So um again, banded signs don't work in every single market. You know, we can't sit here and say that they do, right? But there are people out there that still pump out a thousand bandit signs every single weekend or a hundred bandit signs every single yeah. weekend. But again, bandit signs are very, very cheap. I mean it depends how effective they are in, in that specific market, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So to get them, you know, to to get a hundred bandit signs pre-printed, you're probably gonna spend about 120 bucks now. Yeah. And that's with like the 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 rod and everything. So um bandit signs are a very cheap marketing source. Um, and you know what? We'll probably we'll probably put some mar- some some uh, options links, links to where you can actually go and, and and buy some of these you know some resources where you can buy some of this marketing material. Um, cold calling, uh, by the way, full disclaimer. Uh, cold calling, um, you know, uh, cold calling is it, it's not legal uh, per se um, unless you scrub it against uh, specific list, right? Absolutely. But so, what is cold calling? Let's start so, with the concept of cold so calling. So, cold calling. Um, you can go to uh, so so cold calling is pretty much cold calling. You're picking up the phone and you're 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 calling prospects. You're you're literally calling prospects um, and asking them if they would like you know if they would like a cash offer on their home. Um, that's pretty much cold calling. Now there are a lot yeah. of steps to get to the yeah. phone call, 
right? And again, full disclosure, um, you know, talk to um, your lawyer or whoever advises you with law um, as far as like, you know, the way, you know, skip tracing and cold calling work. Um, because you know there there are consequences. So there's involved. a lot of free information out there online, and people obtain that. But there's some people that put themselves on do not call list. So you have to. Yeah. There's obviously these things. So a lot of variables. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. There's. A, but it's very. But it, it's just we it, we can talk about this at a later on because this and, can be a long. Subject. Yeah, and in a deeper. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go into more depth with but cold it. Cold calling but. is pretty much. So just to go over what you explained, cold calling is if you've ever have you ever got a phone call before saying hey. Um, I have I have this uh, healthcare. Free, yeah, healthcare. healthcare. Yeah, healthcare. I, I get cold called cruise. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't think I'm on the DNC list. Yeah, well, I, I, you have to opt in. I think every month. I know. I I get cold called all the time. <laughs> yeah, me too. So yeah, and that and they just pitch you the the sales or or whatever it is, and that's pretty much what cold calling is. Um, that's. That's one of the marketing channels, and obviously we have more. And you can use uh, allindollar.com for that. You can use Mojo Sells. Mojo Sells. Oh, Mojo Sells. that's Sells.com. Really, well, but yeah. again, Mojo's Mojo's at, all, yeah, Mojo's super super um, outdated. Um, Allindollar.com. Like double is, the price. Yeah, and it's double the price. <laughs> um, Allindollar.com. That's probably your best source. And we're gonna link some. You know, post Put some me. links about this. Um, we talked about bandit signs. We talked about cold calling. We talked about driving for dollars. Now, most of that stuff is like little, little, little to no cost. Um, let's talk about direct, uh, direct mail, right? Yeah. So direct mail, a, a lot of folks, you know, for the longest time is direct mail has been consistent, a, a consistent ROI return on investment for so many investors and real estate entrepreneurs. So, and just to give you an example, I remember um, with my buddy Jared Vidalis, we did like our our first thousand mailers, literally like by hand, like we were licking envelopes. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't give me. He had a spongy, you know, the little spongy that he wets. He didn't give me one, so I had to like freaking out. I walked out of there like, are we done? Are we done? Are we done? Are we done? But um, so we, it was cool because we had these purple envelopes. And uh, we had these yellow letters inside of them that uh, we pre-printed, and then we would just like manually put in their name and address and whatever. So we did manual direct mail for like the first couple of um, the first couple of batches. So again, it was little to no money. Now, time consuming. It is. It is time consuming. I'm not gonna lie. The little to no money stuff is going to you know things that don't cost you money. They cost you what? Time. They cost you time. Yeah. So that's some things that you got to keep in mind. Um, Direct mail. We we were at it for a while, and, and and then we finally started getting you know pre-printed direct mail. And I'm not gonna lie to you though. I mean, it did give us a return. Like we made we made some of our biggest um, uh, early deals yeah. um, with with direct mail campaigns. Two direct mail campaigns. Yeah. So, um, so those are those are some of the uh, little to no money. The other thing that I highly suggest, um, I also highly suggest flyers. You know, remember when I used to do those flyers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's funny. You can literally do flyers on Microsoft Word. And again, you know, to each their own. You can go put them on, on car windows everywhere. You can drop them off on neighborhoods. You can use red sticky tags and put them on doors. You can go door knocking. There are door knocking teams out there that make six figures every single month. So there is absolutely no excuse. Agreed. If you are a hustler in the game of real estate, you are going to succeed. Because there are so many different avenues that you can explore that only take effort and time, and they don't—they're not going to break the bank. So, um, with that being said, uh, let's move on to acquisitions. Um, acquisitions. Obviously, there's more. There's online presence. And well, if you want to get into the more expensive, you we'll know, cost-heavy yeah. stuff, we'll get into that later. Agreed. Some of the more advanced um, marketing strategies, right? We will get into that. Um, but you know, let's talk about acquisitions. Um, if you want to talk about running numbers, negotiating contracts. Yeah. So, you know, let's go through the process, right? So you have to get yourself in front of, you know, the eyes of sellers of homeowners and you do that by marketing. Now, once you have an interested seller, you know, you have to, you have to know the process on how to run your numbers, what to offer them, how to negotiate, and then how to get it under contract. Um, so we call that acquisitions, and the magic is in the acquisitions. I I've just always ran this way that you make your money on the buy, right? Real estate for sure. And I think Manny Koshman, he said it on one of his podcasts. And yeah. I was like, oh, that affirmed it. But 
when it comes to running numbers, you do need to factor in a handful of things. Um, you want to help with this? Um, yeah. So um, it's very so. Actually, we were uh, giving a broad. Um, we were giving a broad uh, repair per square foot. In our Monday meeting, right? In our Monday meeting, because a lot of folks. They get caught up, right? They if you've never if you've never fixed and flipped a property, you're not gonna know that it's gonna cost you a dollar per square foot to demo to demo flooring. Agreed. Excuse me. You're not gonna know that it's gonna cost you three to five hundred dollars per room to put carpet in that room. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna know that a roof is gonna cost you anywhere from three to five thousand dollars. You're not gonna know that an air conditioner is gonna run you anywhere from you know so two to six thousand dollars. Right? So what we did was we said, you know what? Uh, this is the way that you can run uh, you can run numbers on fix and flips um, as a broad kind of broad you know broad way uh, broad strategy of running it. And I would say if it's a lipstick, if you who knows what a lipstick. Can you explain what a lipstick slash cosmetic? A lipstick slash cosmetic rehab is some is a property that just needs a paint and carpet. Paint just a paint and carpet rehab. So, a property that li- literally needs paint and carpet, and maybe you can add a few little things here, like appliances yeah. or whatever. If you do the calculations at nine dollars a square foot. Let's let's, say th- let's take a let's take a $1500 I'm sorry 15 I'm always thinking money 1500 <laughs> square foot home right 9 times 1500 would you say that $13000 would cover that cosmetic rehab oh for sure that gives you plenty of room yeah. doesn't it I think obviously you can even go it down. depends on the market. If you're in a higher end market, it could vary. And we're, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. definitely go into that. Um, I think you can potentially get away with seven dollars a square foot. What do you think on a cosmetic rehab? I, 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 yes, we've seen that even at eight thousand dollars. But that's like super super light cosmetic. You're wet. talking carpet. carpet you're paint, talking paint. And yeah, you're talking up. a few appliances and cleanup. And then backyard. But again, that just gives you an idea. If you look at this property and then you look at the comparables that are you know selling in the area that you're comparing it to because you always got to compare apples to apples oranges to oranges yeah. and you're like oh look at that property it's just you know it just looks nice there's no granite there's no fancy you know f- fancy cabinets in mm-hmm. it it's 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 really you know it's it has good carpet it has good paint and it sold for this much i think you can get away with seven dollars a square foot nine dollars at the most yeah, for a cosmetic repairs, slash yeah. uh, uh lipstick rehab on repairs yeah so it's really Obviously, this is a podcast, or if you're listening on audio, this is audio. We're going to make it simple, though. Yeah. You know, when it comes to – because this is the way I did it when I first started. And this is probably the industry, you know, formula. Yeah, when it comes to how to identify what to offer on a property. And what I did and what a lot of, you know, up-and-coming, you know, real estate investors, you know, wholesalers do is they do 70% of retail right so if the house is worth 100 it's 70,000 minus repairs and minus your assignment fee so i mean if a house in this scenario needs let's call it 10,000 you're at 70 minus 10 is 60 you want to make 5 to 10 10,000 you're going to be at 50 to 55,000 on an offer there's right. there's yeah there's definitely so many different ways to skin the cat right yeah. there's so many different ways yeah, I know. Let's stick to the simplest way right yeah. now. Um, yeah, there's and, more advanced. Yeah. yeah. So, if you got a cosmetic rehab, I think you're at seven dollars a square foot for repairs. To I would say I would, uh, nine dollars. I do. I do ten. Well, we did so with based on the cos because we we've, we've done a few cosmetic rehabs. Construction's gone up too. I know I have rehabs too. Yeah. yeah well, again, on just on the cosmetic stuff, we've never really had to have spent more than like. 10 grand or 12 grand and we actually put granite in these things right mm-hmm. and you know a- again but it also comes down to resources right my granite guy may be charging me $18 a square no, foot split. <laughs> you know yeah 18 my granite guy may be charging me $18 to $20 a square foot um, uh, that includes fabrication and labor right plus he might charge me if he has his own boneyard we're going real deep three to five hundred dollars a slab you see yeah. what I'm saying so that's that is why I came up with the you know seven to nine dollar range per square foot uh, just based off again, you your resource may be different than mine, right? So yeah. no, I mean to when it comes to factoring numbers, like the way and I have a YouTube video on this, 
it was a $10 lipstick, a 15 to 20 mid rehab, and then 15 to $25 full rehab. So I... On factoring numbers. And that is a beautiful range. Um, I have seven to nine on cosmetic slash, slash lipstick. I have $14 for mid, like mid-tier, not full-blown rehab. Yeah. And then I have $20 for full-blown rehab, a uh, square foot. And then I have $28 for something like very- lu- Very massive. Yeah, very lu- like yeah. super luxury. And if you do the calculations, right, let's go back to the mid, the $14 a square foot. 14 times 1500, uh, a 1500 square foot home, you're spending 21 grand. I would say that would cover a mid, not a full-blown rehab. That would definitely cover. Now, if you go $20 yeah. times- Times fifteen hundred square feet, 30, 30 grand would probably cover a fifteen hundred square foot home for rehab. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the market. I mean, Phoenix, you can get away with that. Phoenix, Vegas, some of yeah, some of these yeah. other markets. California, no, definitely no, if not. You're in yeah, the Bay Area, double, stuff like yeah, that. Triple, and this is yeah. why there are so many factors, and and, and you got to find out what works in your market. Yeah. Right? So these are just but to simplify just, it. To simplify, just, yeah, I, I, we're getting just really ranges. deep on that stuff because obviously with repetition you you'll get better with those numbers and depending yeah, well, on I've, what. I've I know you've all of us I've comped thousands of properties and done thousands of rehab estimates so yeah yeah um, that comes with the experience but the course. concept is very very simple like Alex was explaining you 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 know you get the contract you see how much the house is worth which is we call it the ARV after repair value and then whatever the closing cost and we usually we do the seven percent so we take away seven percent because usually it's six percent for the for the both realtors we 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 we're making it very confusing yeah um but i know what you're saying yeah yeah i know what you're saying that's the mao calculator right the maximum allowed offer calculator And, and again even that ranges from market to market because some markets may seek 15% return mm-hmm. on their investment yeah. and some markets may seek 8% or 10% return on their investment so exactly. that could also range but again we're just trying to give you an idea of the concept yeah. so then you can actually talk to some people in your market and get more accurate numbers yeah this isn't a how to course this is a podcast teaching you or trying yeah. to tell you the general idea of of wholesaling not really going into step by step if you do want step by step on how to we are uh throwing an event june 7th and 8th all in freedom all in freedom here in phoenix so that's when we're really going to okay how do you do this and do real yeah yeah we'll go deep in real life scenarios and 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 we'll explore different markets and you know we'll talk about you know what different markets what kind of uh return uh return on investment they're demanding because you know we 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 work with a lot of people. We, you know, we know what yeah. specific markets require what. So uh, negotiation. Um, what do you guys want to talk about as far as acquisitions? And what are some um, simple ways to give an offer or or present an offer? Very very simple. Um, I always say um, I always say value over offer. Like you always got to present the value over the offer. And how do you present the the value? So the value over the offer. Let's just give a specific scenario, right? Um, there was a gentleman. Um, there was a gentleman that I worked with. His name was John, and uh, John had been unemployed, and he had a bunch of past due bills. Mm-hmm. And he said that you know he didn't feel like the head of the household anymore. His girlfriend was a nurse, and um, you know he he felt you know he he felt uh, uh, kind of uh, how would I say um, he like he was demeaning himself, right? Yeah. He just didn't feel like the man of the house, right? He had all these past due bills on the on the um, on the table, and you know what I did was I said, "Hey, look, John. You know, I said, look, John. I want to get you. I want to help you. I want to get you out of this. You know, we had like an hour conversation. By the way, building rapport. Yeah, eighty percent of this, eighty percent of it." is building rapport. If people like you, if they trust you, they'll do business with you. So, uh me and John, I mean, we were we we became we became friends. You know, we yeah. I become friends with every seller that I've ever spoken to in the past because I truly do care. I genuinely do care that their problem is solved. And if the seller can sense that you care, they'll do they're, business. With they're they're going to go they're going to go with you over the other the other guy that's just looking to like, oh, I can't do that. I don't really especially care. Especially a transaction this big, it it's, has sentimental value. For sure, it, it's they they, they want to do business like with that. somebody yeah. you know they somebody they trust and so, they refer business. <laughs> so the way that I presented to John, I said, hey, look, John, you know, how would it feel? You know, how would it feel? By the way, this property was worth like two something. I think we got it for like one twelve to one fifteen. I said, hey, John, how would it feel? You know, to 
start over again? How would it feel to feel like the man of the house? How would it feel to have all this money in your bank account? How would it feel to come home and not have any single bills that say past due on your table, right? And how would it feel if we can get this done for you in 10 days or less, all cash, you know, absolutely no headaches. This will be one of the most easiest transactions you've ever done in your entire life. How would that feel, John? Painting the picture. See, I painted the picture. I offered value over the offer and boom, the guy signed right there and then, you know? Yeah. So again, there are going to be future podcasts where we get really deep into negotiate negotiation tactics, but most importantly, I would say you have to, you have to build crazy rapport. You have to build crazy rapport. You have to genuinely care. Yeah. That's the only way to build crazy rapport. You know, they can, sellers can, they can smell it. You know, they can <laughs> smell it like, like a shark can smell blood. So, uh, genuinely care. And then boom, you know, you, you, you really try to, solve their issue and usually I'll, yeah sorry no go ahead usually usually when people are trying to sell the house there's there's a deeper problem than that they're not just selling the house because they want to sell the house right there is a reason for them to sell the house so for for in particular for john when that phone call went for john john had past due bills and John wanted to feel like uh, more of a man and, and start over his life and take care of his uh, girlfriend or fiance at a time and you know provide a better life to her Agreed. and himself and the way out for that was to sell the house so the house was just a tool the house you know obviously we're, we're buying the house and selling the house the house is just a product the the ultimate goal is to actually provide value and the value is not just the the house that you're taking and the money you're you're providing a problem a, 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 a solution for their problem through that house yep. so if you think about every transaction that you're doing that you're you're taking care of a problem with a product that they have. They're using they're using it to, to as leverage. Exactly. Just like how do you pay bills? What do you leverage to pay bills? You uh, leverage money. Yeah, exactly. They they don't have the money, so what do they do? They leverage yeah. their house, the equity in their home. One yeah. of the biggest uh, things that I see, especially when starting to trying to wholesale real estate or trying to get into the business, is people just sometimes they're afraid to give an offer. Um, yeah, they're afraid to just say that number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I call that the friend zone. <laughs> you are. Uh, yeah. You 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 have to be confident in what you're doing. I mean, you are supposed to be the expert. Yeah. And if if like I said, sellers they can smell, they can sense. If, if they feel like you're not the right guy, you know. Uh, again, they're dealing with a pretty big transaction here, right? This sometimes these. These properties can range anywhere from you know 100 grand to 500 grand to a million, whatever it is. They're not going to put their property in the wrong hands if they sense that you are not the expert, that you are not going to take them to the promised land, that you are not going to deliver on what you said. They're not going to do business with you. So whenever you make that offer, you have to make it with confidence. You have to. You have to be. You have now. to be assertive. And, and you have to let them know, like, hey, look, you know, this is where we're at. Um, you know, this is where we need to be. Um, keep in mind, again, you just you follow up with that value, right? Yeah. The value always is always over the offer. You follow up with the value and you say, look, keep in mind, John, yeah, I know that you wanted this much, but keep in mind that we're doing this, this, and this, and this, and this for you. You know, we're actually giving you this much time to get out. I mean, whatever it is that you got to do to solve their issues you got to deliver this offer with confidence, knowing that you are providing value and you are going to resolve whatever issues they have at the present time. Agreed. And, okay, so let's talk about contracts. And actually, I just had an idea. What we'll do, if you go to allinfreedom.com, um, there, there's going to be an opt-in. We can. What we'll do is we'll send you um, a purchase agreement and an assignment contract uh, for – doing real estate deals all you have to do is go to allinfreedom.com and we'll we'll have that ready for you guys um if they do what if they just um for contracts we want to give the contract there's an opt-in option over there uh, all in freedom pop up okay. that yeah all in freedom it'll be a pop you just go to the website allinfreedom.com and you can receive uh two uh a, one purchase agreement and then an assignment contract and obviously revise that disclaimer revise that with your local attorney uh lawyer in your specific market because they do very um but the yes. i mean the whole idea of acquisitions you know run your numbers negotiate present the offer and get it under contract well and not only that guys you know 
to be quite honest with you, you know, don't be intimidated by a contract, right? Like you can literally, <laughs> Sal can sell me his house, right? He can literally say, I, Sal Shakir, uh, will sell, you know, 123 Main Street uh, to Carlos Reyes in the amount of, you know, you know whatever, $200,000. Boom. And then that, now I can literally take this piece of paper. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I go. can literally take that piece of paper to the title entry and guess what? And though we have a contract. Yeah. Right? So I'm not saying that, you know, the yeah. all in freedom contract looks like this. <laughs> but don't be intimidated by a contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um and the last subject, because we we're literally out of time. Um, we've already uh, been into it. And we always say we're going to do like 30 to 45 minutes, but we're an hour and three minutes. Yeah, we're going to try to finish this up in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, so dispositions, right? Let's talk about dispositions. What is is dispositions? So dispositions is selling your deal. So whenever you do acquire a property, okay, when you acquire a property, when you acquire an off-market discounted property. A.K.A. acquiring that contract. or, or, Or you put, you know, you put a, you, you come to an agreement, you come to a, a contractual agreement with a seller um, for this off-market discounted property. Well, the next step for you is obviously you got to go open up escrow, right? You got to go yeah. open up escrow. So, you know, get together with a investor-friendly title um, agency, and there's thousands of them out there. You know, do your due diligence. Well, the next step is for you to take that agreement and take it to the title agency and open escrow. Now, escrow can consist of you opening up uh, your earnest money. could be $10. It could be $300. It can be $100. It can be $500. It doesn't matter. Even if it's $1, you now have a legal binding agreement uh, between two parties. Um, so whenever you have this, this property, you've contracted this property, you're either going to A, take it down yourself, fix and flip it. Um, or B, um, wholesale it to another investor or another cash buyer. Um, or C, if you're really far deep into the game, you can keep it as a rental, as you have kept some rentals and we have kept some rentals in the past. So um, that those are your options, right? Most of you, if you are in, you know, if you're a real estate entrepreneur slash wholesaler and you're new into the game, you're probably going to go and try to wholesale this property. Mm -hmm. So that's the next step. Agreed. Right. You've now opened up escrow with some earnest money and now you need to sell the deal. Absolutely. So how do we sell the deal? We mentioned earlier cashbuyersplus.com. You can find thousands of cash buyers in your market with names, phone numbers, and emails. And there's so many different ways. We sold our first wholesale deal on Facebook. Yeah, I sold my first deal, and guys, take notes on this. I sold my first deal by calling uh, houses for rent in the area because I figured if um, if, if, a, if landlord, a landlord, yeah. Yeah, if a landlord yeah. owns a house there, you know they're probably going to want another rental. So mm-hmm. here I am with the deal, presenting them the the deal. And Wait, I actually sold it that way. Uh, you 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 sold it to the first guy you spoke to, which you sold you sold it to short. Uh, yeah, but so I mean, I, when you have well, that, you zero get, dollars you, in your we name, we can get deeper into disposition. Oh no no, we're not going disposition. Right. But you know the 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 plus about having more cash buyers, you have more eyes on the property. Therefore, they're gonna you're gonna see more offers come in, right? Yeah, if you if you have person. if you have you know one buyer on the property, you're gonna get one offer. If you have you know twenty thirty it's, it's buyers, like you're gonna get else. way more. Yeah. yeah, it's just like anything else, guys. Um, be patient, right? The first thing that we do when we get a deal, especially if you're new in the game, right? We get this deal. What do we want to do? Just hand yeah. it, pass it on. We're like, oh my God, I got to sell like this hot right potato. away. I don't know what to do, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Be patient. You have something really good in your hands and you want to maximize on that deal. Just imagine, like it took this guy eight to nine months to get his first deal. It took us over six months to get our first deal. Do we want to sell this this deal that took us six months and six minutes? No. no, you know, give yourself the time, um, you know, find the right resources. Look, look for cash buyers in the area. There's so many different ways of looking for cash buyers in the area. And we can actually, you know, get briefly into it. Right. I mentioned cashbuyersplus.com. You can go into so many Facebook groups Facebook and find groups. them there for free, for free. We have all in wholesaling. You, you call any title agency and they'll be happy to give you uh, give you um, uh, cash buyers. Right. Yeah. You go to all in wholesaling on Facebook. Um, you can, there's so many different Facebook groups. Like I said, um, you can literally put out bandit signs that says, Hey, I have a three, two, 
uh, this three two discounted property for sale. I mean, you will get yeah. you will get cash investors yeah. that will say, "Hey, how much? I'm willing to buy it." I mean, message us too. You can yeah. go on. Yeah. We, we, we know we buy, we buy properties. We, we buy know all uh, the time. We know people in every state too. So we can every single state. You. If if you know if we can do something, we we want to do what's best in your interest. We'll connect you with the right person in that area. Um, so there's so many different ways to find cash buyers, guys. Focus on finding the property. Focus on that is what you should focus on. You know, aside from the contracts and, and the marketing and the dispositions and the acquisitions, et cetera, again, focus on trying to get a deal. Agreed. Let's let's go ahead and recap what we just went over, guys. So you in a simplified way. So uh, and uh, what wholesaling is is obviously you obtain you obtain a property via contract and you go ahead and assign that contract to a ca another cash buyer and the difference between the price is your profit. So number one is you obviously market uh, when we covered the marketing channels. And um, there's another step we can go before that, which is, which is data where you can get prospects, but the easiest way right now we can go of the marketing. And step number two is the acquisition, which is the negotiation. And obviously after you present your offer, you, uh, you present the contract and you get a ratified contract, then you open up escrow with a title company. And then by that time you have found your buyer or you go look for the buyer, cash buyer. Now the cash buyer buys it at an agreed amount, let's say $10,000 over the, the purchase price. And then in seven days or five days, whatever the contract says, or 20 days, when the deal closes with the title company, the seller gets their $50,000 like um, in the scenario that Alex gave, and then you get their $10,000 spread, and the buyer jet has just paid $70,000 to obtain that property. Well, or 60, plus a couple of, 60, that's yeah, 60. I'm sorry, 60 yeah. plus a couple of, uh, couple of fees here. They pay, from, the, yeah, they pay the closing, closing costs. Cost. And he has now the cash buyer, or she has a property that I'm going to fix, probably put $10,000, $15,000, and list it on the market and sell it. And uh, that's the concept of health selling. Yeah. So um, with that being said, I think we have come to an end. Yes, sir. And uh, I think our next podcast we'll will be, be live. live. <laughs> we'll, we'll try again, right? Choose a charm. <laughs> so, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, we love doing this for you. Uh, my name is Carlos Reyes. Again, I'm a local investor slash serial entrepreneur here in Phoenix, Arizona. This is my business partner. My name Sal is Sal Shakir. I'm a serial entrepreneur like Carlos and uh, and Alex himself. Yeah. And uh, Alex signs here, 22-year-old real estate entrepreneur. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. See Thank you, you for tuning in, guys. Peace.